0: Yep, I get it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Here we go. Another podcast. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you something. This just isn't any other podcast. This is the Vision Life 365 podcast, where we give you a front row seat to organic missionary work. My name is Jason Sykes, and I'm here with my co-host, Gary Hale. And we're coming to you from beautiful San Pedro de Marcoris, Dominican Republic. We're here serving with the DR Vision team. Our podcast is designed to encourage you towards great commission living along the way. You get to see the good, the bad, and even sometimes the ugly of missionary work. We hope to encourage and challenge you on your personal sanctification and ministry walk. Here we go. All right, guys, going to be back with you at
1: Vision Life 365. And I'm sitting here across the table from my good friend, Gary Hale. And uh, Gary did something very cool recently on Sunday. Gary preached a good uh, message, a cool message. Uh, That's cool. I only did something. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. But anyway. um, You've been waiting.
0: (laughs) I've been waiting to pounce. He finally, (laughs) finally, finally
1: he waited to 2022, but he... He preached a a good message. He preached a good message, finally. (laughs) Uh, No, this was really good and really applicable because... um, you know, I'm going through some personal things in my own life. I'm trying to get my health on track. I've been working on that for the last year, um, and that includes exercise and, and dietary changes and also, uh, you know, work goals as far as mini- you call it, ministry stuff. Uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed if you don't take things in bite-sized pieces. Yeah. Um, and so I'm seeing that um, little changes, and I'll let you kind of lead into that, but lead to bigger results. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, I was thinking about,
2: you know, for this message, you know, trying to get it, you know, for the new year for our church. And, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about an illustration as far as, uh, because actually I was sharing a blessing that, uh, we find in, in, in numbers, um, number six about the, uh, you know, the, for the priest to pray over Israel. And, and basically my whole point was, that all of those things that they're praying for, we find ultimately completed in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, when we're whatever we're facing this year, um, how we come to experience the completeness and fullness of Christ is going to be based upon our relationship. So, we need to lean into that relationship with Christ. That mm-hmm. was the point of the illustration. Um, but the the illustration is is that one degree of change can make a big difference over time and and distance. And uh, the idea comes from reading about a a plane crash in 1979. Um, There was a uh, plane of tourists that were flying from New Zealand to Antarctica. And uh, they changed the flight coordinates right before the flight. And they had the the other ones. And in one place where I read, it said that there was – it was 1 degree difference. Mm. So what that meant is that where they were supposed to land, they were off track by so many miles that it actually f- took the plane into the side of a volcano and the plane crashes and everybody dies. Okay? Now, if you google this, you'll you'll see that there's a aviators say that there's a rule of thumb that for every 1 degree In 60 miles you travel, you will be off course by one mile. Okay, so if you travel one degree, uh, 100, 100, you know 120 miles, you'll be two miles off of course. Well, you you know you start to add that up, and so what I did is I I did the calculation from JFK or or LaGuardia, New York, I think it was, uh, to San Domingo. Uh, You know, 1500 and some miles. And so if you do that calculation, where would you be? And it comes out that you'll be about 25, 26 miles off course. Well, if you think about it, you think, man, just one degree, just one degree can make that over time, over distance, one degree adds up. And so, you know, it's kind of funny to think about you're trying to land in, uh, you know, if you were to land in San Pedro, we don't have an airport, but you would end up in La Romana instead of San Pedro. Now, if you're talking about missiles and you're going to try to hit a target and (laughs) you and you send a missile (laughs) 1,500 miles away and you're 25 miles off course, I mean, I mean, you think about that. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to pinpoint. And so I I think that shows you the precision of, of military to be able to pinpoint but you know when you hear of these situations where uh they accidentally bomb somebody you know and you think the how can that happen or, yeah, yeah somebody's in their just house. one degree mm-hmm. and and probably even half a degree or less than that here's the point one small change over time can make a big difference and can produce big results and so the idea here is what is the one degree change that I can make in my life. That over time, it's not going to make a drastic change uh, that same day or the next day or even that week. But if you faithfully do that one little change over the course of the year, you would look back and you'd say, "Man, I've come. A, I've come a long ways."
1: Yeah, and That's I think the there's some great principles here because I think many times that. Um, this has more to do with consistency than it does to do with perfection. Yeah, um, and I'll be honest with you, that's where I've kind of fallen off the boat before. There's, there's, I, I have some physical goals for this year, and I have some spiritual goals for this year. Um, spiritually. Uh I downloaded like a one-year chronological Bible and every day it's like 12 minutes. It's not that much. I thought, man, I want to just go through the scriptures in one year time. I want to listen through. And so that's my goal, you know, spiritually every day is I want to go through that that reading. And then um I also there's a devotional book that I love and there's an audiobook version available of it. And so I put in my earphones in the morning and I've got about, you know, 15 minutes of listening that I do every day. That's just something consistently that I, I want to mm-hmm. do. Um the other thing, you know, for me physically, uh, I want to continue to work on my health. Um, you know, m- ministry is stressful. Um, I don't know. I have no complaints, but living outside of your home country can be stressful at times. It's just dumb stuff, you know, trying to fix stuff and find somebody to fix it or knowing what the name of something is, the hardware store. I don't care how fluent you are in Spanish. You're always learning new stuff, you know, yeah, so sure. it's just it's always the. And so, um, you know, one of those things is it's easy for me to get off track of my exercise, easy to get off my track, on track of nutrition, just like, uh, you know, holidays. You know, yeah. what happens generally in the holidays? Well, the holidays end up turning into you know, March. You're still looking back going, I'll get cranked up here pretty soon because the holiday, you know, I'm, I'm still for me, I just decided this year I was going to enjoy a couple of days. But, you know, after that was over, I was going to get back on track. And if I mess up here and there. It's not, not the end of the world where before I would throw the baby out the bath water. That's it. Next thing you know, it's August and nothing has changed. Yeah. Same with exercise, you know, um, uh, hey, I'm not feeling so well today. You know what? I'm going to let my body rest, but that's okay because I'm still going back tomorrow. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. th- so those are kind of some personal uh, health goals, some personal spiritual goals that I, I personally want to work on. But I totally get that one degree of change because I know where my, my failures have been in the past and I kind of had to identify them. And probably part of that is just being honest with yourself, too, on that one degree of change.
2: Yeah, and it's not that there can't be drastic... um, You know, sometimes one degree... If you don't change more than one degree, you're going to die. Let's say, you know, a right. drunk that says, well, I'm going to drink one degree less, but his liver's already falling apart. Sure. I mean, he's got to do a drastic or the person, the doctor tells you, look, if you don't cut out, cut out smoking or you don't change your, your eating, you're going to die in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, you, one degree you're probably not going to cut it. But I would think for most of us that have been saved for a long time, uh, I think the discouragement comes as we try to make these big jumps, these big drastic changes, and then when they don't happen, it's like you said, we just we feel we feel bad and we get discouraged, and then then we go back uh to where we were, and sometimes even worse. Rather than just what what's the small improvement areas that I, that I can do? So it's not a it's not a self help thing. It's just looking to. um I mean, it's not a self help guru, guru thing. It's just a. Like you said, it's consistency. It's like, God, show me w- where I can make just a little bit of a change that over time will yeah, make a difference. Yeah, because,
1: it, I mean, an example for me in my—we'll give you two, spiritual and uh, physical. Uh, an example for me would be sometimes on Friday nights we order pizza, okay? Right. Can I eat a piece of pizza with the family? I sure can. If I totally deny myself that and try to take this radical approach to everything, I'm never eating pizza again in my life. It's just not practical. It's not practical that it's going to happen. The other side is, so if I go into it with that mentality, then I do, then I'm like, oh, forget it, man. I just messed up big time. You know what? That's it. I I can't do this. Uh You know, rather than saying, no, we're spiritually, same thing. You know, I'm going to read 17 chapters a day. Mm -hmm. We'll do, you know, really? Okay. Or I'm gonna try to break this up in bite-sized pizzas, p- pizzas. Pizzas. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm hung up on bite-sized pieces. Pizza, pizza, pizza pizza. <laughs> pizza, pizza, pieces. Because I know if I miss today because something happens. Right. And yes, you do wake. You know, yesterday I came home and I'm I'm standing at the sink, looking out in the back. We have a, like an outdoor sink in the, in the back, and I'm watching as water is just flowing out of this this yeah, uh, what do you call it? Spigot. Yeah. It just was old and needed to be changed, you know, and so there, there are days you wake up and that stuff is just happening. And so yeah. your original goal is to sit down and listen to the, you know, scripture for 12 or right. 15 minutes. But you got to jump on something else and maybe you miss it that day. That's OK. Pick it up the next day. Pick up the yeah. or later on that night before you go to bed or whatever the case may be, instead of just saying, oh, that's it. I mess up. But but to my point, uh, you know, in,
2: in your illustration, you, you know, you want to read 17 <laughs> chapters a day. Are you consistently reading 16 chapters right now? And the answer probably is no. The answer is probably, you know, I don't know. I'm just gonna we're just playing around with an illustration. I mean, I'm hit and miss days on, days off. Well right. then then why are you jumping to try to do seven what who's who's putting this pressure on you to read seventeen chapters a day? And is we created our own little legal system of what's spiritual and what's not. Hey man, if you're just I mean, try one degree of change here might just be I'm going to try to be in the word every day, mm. somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow. And then, and then I'm going to increase upon that because then I'm going to say, man, this is really good. This is, this is uh, you know, I'm learning, I'm growing. And now I'm going to try to read a little bit more every day. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Instead of oh, absolutely. going for everything, going for the whole, we like to go go big or go right. home. Well, many times we go home empty handed.
1: Well, so. and, and another physical for me, physical illustration of that is, you know where my gym is. I think Allison goes there. But um, when I first got there a year ago, right about this time last year, I could barely walk two laps around the gym and the gym is very small. That's how bad my health was. My back was in bad shape. And um, now You know, I can get on the treadmill for 20 minutes right now. I can stand and do the boxing bag for, you know, 12 or 15 minutes without sitting down. And so never would have imagined. But throughout the year, there was little bite-sized pieces. And, and, you know, when I first started, okay, I made... Two rounds, and I would have to sit down for a minute. Then I worked up to two and a half rounds and sit down a minute. You know, it's, it's, so in other words, it wasn't just I came to the gym one day, couldn't do anything. Came to the gym next day, and I was just going to knock it out of the. World. No, I had to work on a process and and get my body in a in a condition that it could do that. And there's no way I could have walked in there first day and said, "Okay, zero to sixty, here we go." You know, because right. it just wouldn't have worked.
2: And, and this fits in; it is spiritual because God's doing a work in us. And that's part of the process. God little by little is wanting to, to do something in us in all areas of our life. You know, whether it's physical, you know, whatever. Right. But, you,
1: you, know. you you can't take away discipline from spirituality to a certain right. extent. I think where we go wrong is where we try to take credit for the discipline that produces that we think produces spirituality. You know, to put it in more practical terms, it would be like um, Sam saying, you know, I want to hang out with my dad at least five minutes every day. Yeah. You know. Um, I'm not ready to beat my kid up if he didn't spend time with me for the five minutes that day. So God's not a little ready to beat us up just because we messed up or whatever. He's yeah. really hoping we'll sit down with him maybe five minutes tonight or maybe 10 minutes tomorrow if, if we have time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think we set ourselves up for failure when we walk into it and say, it's all or nothing, man. It's all or nothing. Yeah. But that consistency is what produces the depth because we're now spending time with him. We have his mind because we're listening to him and we're talking to him and he's talking to us. And now all of a sudden that that begins to grow, but it did come through a decisive change to say, I'm going to spend, let's just say five minutes every day doing this. Yeah. You know, and that's, so you can't discount the discipline. It's just we can't take credit for it because yeah. it's it's God working in us.
2: Well, you know, my, my my wife shares a thought with me the other day that I thought was pretty profound and she was talking about, you know, looking at their lady at the ladies' ministry is that you you have to look at the women at the total context of their life and their and the trajectory. And so when you're measuring and you're trying, you know, you're trying to measure, you know, are they growing or not, which is, you know, a bit subjective. Um because there's a lot of things there that you can't see, and you only see a part, a glimpse. But she was saying that you know you can't you can't just look at okay. For instance, a woman blows up. She she gets really angry, blows up, and just goes you know goes off the wall. And you say, well you know, and it's if you're just judging the one time, one moment, one place, and you look at her and say she's not growing in the Lord. She just she threw the pencil and she got really mad and said strong words. But she said, but how does that moment fit into the rest of her trajectory? Because maybe it's been a month now since she's done that, where when she first came, it was every day. So w- what am I saying? So you step back and you say, oh, she is going.
1: Well, there's another great principle in that it works for us as well. And I think this is something I'm still learning, but I began to learn in Venezuela. And that is that um, you can't force change. God is the one that ultimately in, in, and, and you know, in that situation, for example, my job is just to point them to Jesus and let them get to know Jesus and let him do the changing and set the parameters and let, you know what I'm saying? We yeah. come into it with our, um, in, in, the best thing we could do in situations like that is try to have consistency in our life so that, again, they can see God's grace at work in our life and that we have that example before them, you know. But we can become so laser-focused on, like, so we mess up. And so, to
2: to your illustration of reading the Word, so, man, you—now, last year, let's just hy- say hy- hypothetically, you never read more than two days in a row the Scriptures. I mean, it was just very inconsistent, whatever, uh, now all of a sudden you've read a whole month, but something happens on that first day of the next month you don't read. Now if we're only going to judge you by that first day of the next month that you didn't read, man, Jason, you're you just really not done. serious. Right. You're not really serious about the Lord, buddy. Yeah. You know. But if you zoom out and say, no, look, look at the changes. Right. Uh, this whole previous month he read for thirty days straight. He never he never read more than two days straight. Uh, you know, the year year past. So what can we say? Uh, he's growing Mm -hmm. he's growing and so it gives us a chance to have grace it also gives us a chance to realize that you know we are transformed we are being transformed uh we are we are growing in uh growing in him and it helps us not beat ourselves up um because i mean it's like i shared you know a few weeks ago from from the pulpit uh, you know talking about you know i think some people live in In terror of the Lord instead of a reverential fear of the Lord and wanting to please him. But they're like tear as if they're trying to escape his, you know, they have this almost cartoon concept of he's waiting to zap you. And what I was trying to encourage the church is, look, if God wants you dead, if he wants to zap
1: you, you're gone. You're gone. He knows where you yeah. are. So it's in his mercy that you're alive anyway. But I think there's two things that play into that, and, and I don't want really to get off of track here, but one of them is relationship with your earthly father. And yeah. <clears throat> I think really that plays into, I think um, my dad and I didn't have the greatest relationship growing up, and um, I struggled. We have a good relationship now, but yeah. I struggled to feel like I could um, measure up. Yeah. And so that transitioned to my view of God. And so I constantly felt like God was looking at me like, you screwed up again. You messed up again. What's yeah. up? You know, that's not at all how God looks at me because yeah. when I have my own kids and I understood, you know, it, Especially when you have little kids, I think that's the biggest picture for me is like, you know, let's just say Sam at two years old, you know, he's playing, he's distracted, he's doing his own thing, which is like we are with God so many times. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he stops and he looks over, he sees dad and he walks over to dad and crawls up in his lap. You know, I love that moment when, when he stopped and crawls up in my lap. But am I going to be like... You brat, you know, right. I can't believe you only want to spend two minutes with me and right. you don't want any more. Just, just get off my lap. You know, right. we're not going to do that because we understand he's two. He's, he's, and so we, we set ourselves up for failure. Almost it's like when we expect more than yeah. we we put ourselves to a point, God enjoys that time. God wants to get to know us. He wants us to get to know him. I guess just would be yeah. the better way to say it. And so, um, we don't need to, but but so one of them is earthly father. I think the second thing is if you grew up in a, a very legalistic uh, yeah. mindset, because everything is measured on performance. Right, and your spiritual people perform, and you're not spiritual people you don't perform, or if you mess up, you're not spiritual. So pff, there you go, you're done, over. Yeah, and I think those two things are super detrimental. In it, and, and it really takes God's grace to get past those things, because when you, you know, grace here is the big picture, because God's not like your earthly dad. You know, he got uh, I mean, hopefully there's some traits there, but but God's not there ready to beat you up or to call you yeah. out on stuff. I mean, he wants to your best and sure, he's going to call out sin in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. But what I'm saying is he's not just looking for every little uh, failure point so he can point his finger at you and tell you how much of a failure you are. Uh, and then the second thing is, you know, um He's measuring us by what his son did, not by our performance and yeah. there's when we're, when you're legalistically minded, you're always trying to measure by performance and if that's the case, you'll never measure up yeah. never and, and then and then returning that, you know our motivation for serving him should be out of a
2: heart filled with love yes. and, and gratefulness and so how do you foster that well again you're not going to be. You're not going to be leaning into that through love if you're creating these systems of spirituality and rules and and laws and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's just in that relational aspect that you're just growing. You man, I want to, I want to read more in the scripture this year. I want to. Do something that one degree of change in prayer, and then that one degree becomes two degree and three degree yes. over time. But it's not a, it's not a rigid thing. No, it's, it's out of love. And
1: really, when you go back to what I was just saying too, as far as those those legalistic systems, that was a very big thing for a while. It was a, there was a time that it was very popular those legalistic style ways of looking at things. And yet over time, they've crumbled. Damn. They've fallen apart because just like you're saying, it just you can't sustain it. You can't. Nobody nobody is perfect. And that's so many times what I've said again, I mean, it's a poor example, but I guess it's real to me because it's something I'm going through. With my health is <clears throat> consistency over perfection. Yeah. I'm going to keep going to the gym. If I miss a day, I'm not going to quit going to the gym just because I missed a day. <clears throat> I'm going to go to the next day, you know, yeah. because if not, then I'm, I'm very much a hundred percent or nothing kind a of person.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, so, yeah, the idea uh, on this podcast was just to kind of share that thought. And maybe our few listeners that are out there would, uh, you know, think about the one degree of change, you know, in, in aspects of your life. And, and, yeah, there's a place where you have to make drastic change. Um, I think there you know, I wouldn't throw that out. But I would also say it'll surprise you. You know how far you will have walked if you start taking yeah. small steps and just consistently do those steps and then you look i mean i likened it uh you know to the illustration that i used in in the service um you know i had a, an issue a while back uh you know consistency in my devotions and i just i just really made it a commitment to do the devotion do the journal and so you know I, I can't tell you i'd have to do a search uh and i don't i really don't say this braggadociously because I'd been so horribly inconsistent, uh, but now it's just—it's just part of you know. um, I gotta—I gotta do my devotions, you Mm -hmm. you know, every day. Now I'm weak in other areas. I mean, my prayer life—I want it to be so much more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at that one degree change, you know, over there. How can I have a little bit more consistency built in, um, into? You know how I'm approaching that. You know, approaching prayer. But it, the encouragement here is that we can all improve something. And so, um, instead of concentrating on 35 things you want to do in the for in the on the new year spiritually, look for look for one or two, a yeah. couple of those, and 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 say, you know what, I'm going to do this consistently. And, uh, and then maybe build off of that and, and continue to increase as you have the motivation and the desire and, and, and you do that.
1: I would say three things. If I could wrap it up, yeah. I would say I would say spiritual health, number one. What one yeah. degree of change have you taken to help your spiritual health? Yeah. Um, two would be your physical health, and that is... Um, I know for me personally, something to get away from you quickly. And so if, and it's hard to make the trudge back, but if you can do that one degree of change in one year's time, I mean, that was oh, yeah. my example. I've seen a big, big change in me over one year's time. I've got a long way to go and I had to deal with some emotional stuff and other things in there within that to see where I was falling off the wagon. But um, that would come a long way already. Yeah. yeah. By imagine, God's grace.
2: By uh, Imagine at the end of this year, mm-hmm. if, if you just, Stay Keep the with course. It. Stay the course.
1: So I would say physically, uh, I would say spiritually, and then I would finally say emotionally. And it's kind of funny that you know people, guys like to be tough, and we don't have emotional issues and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes ministry is so overwhelming that we don't give ourselves time to just shut our brains off. Yeah. Um, and it's important maybe just to make that decision that I'm going to go to bed at 10:30 instead of 11 because I'm I'm just going to lay there and meditate and think about God or whatever. Just just breathe. And yeah. and not constantly running myself a million miles an hour just because I think I need to be busy to be spiritual. And and I mentioned emotional and I'm tying it into spiritual. But I'm just saying I think those why, are three. Why are you
2: crying? It's okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are for me. I say that for me. Three specific areas that I need to take steps to yeah. or That's continue good. to take steps. And then. And guys, if you mess it up, it's okay. Don't give up because that's that's kind of the whole uh, antithesis of what we're trying to do here. Is not to to call anybody out or shame anybody, but just to say, man, that one degree change. If you mess it up, I love that about Robbie's F two sixty reading program. It's a five day a week reading yeah. program, and he says because everybody misses a day now and then, so you got Saturday and Sunday to catch up. That's yeah. realistic. Yeah. That is realistic. And mm-hmm. if we're honest with ourselves, we would love to say we're so spiritual that 24-7, 365, we're reading his word, but we don't. Mm-hmm. So do we just fall off completely or we jump back on and use those two extra days to, to, to catch up when we might have messed up? Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. It was a good message. Was, oh, I'm glad you finally, Gary finally got finally, one. finally got a good
0: one out. <laughs> I'm
1: just kidding. He's had many, but that was a, that was definitely a good one. So, well, guys, thanks for being with us. Uh, I've enjoyed it, and uh, and make that one degree of change in your life. Ask God what He wants to do in you, and then make the make those discipline steps. But don't overwhelm yourself. Make uh, small steps that make big changes in the future. God bless you guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Vision Life 365 podcast. Be sure to check out our website, visionlife365.org. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast for a new episode each and every week. Thanks so much for being a part of being with us here. And we look forward to being with you again next week.